Now, as we continue previewing the National League West, we've got the San Francisco Giants, a farm system that's done a pretty good job of improving their prospects. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel, the number one sports book in America. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. So San Francisco Giants, uh, the thing that this system does really well that I've been impressed with as I was prepping for this show is how well they do at improving their players, at helping them developmentally, and you can point to specific things with just about every single prospect that they help them get better at doing. So, uh, number one prospect in the system, and I'm a little outside of everybody else here. Uh, The common number one prospect in the system is shortstop Marcel Luciano. Has been for, I'd say, probably 2020, 2021, what, four years now? I've got left-hand pitcher Kyle Harrison as the number one prospect. 2023rd rounder out of high school, 6'2", 200, got in 25 games between high A and double A last year. All of those were starts. And in those, 271 ERA and 113 innings pitched, 186 strikeouts, a ridiculous 14.8 per nine, to 49 walks, 3.9 walks per nine, 13 home runs allowed. And part of the reason that I have him so high, like that strikeout number was second in the entire minors. And I just, the stuff, this stuff is some of the best three pitches in the minor league. So the fastball, 70 grade fastball, it's a four seamer, sits in the mid nineties. He can run it up to about 97 or so, but it gets over 40% swing and miss. It is the highest swing and miss percentage for any minor league pitcher who threw at least 1,014 pitches last year. It is absurd how good it is. And to go along with it, he's got a slider, uh, sits in the low 80s. It's a horizontal sweepy slider. So if you're a right-handed hitter, uh, he throws it and it it just breaks in on you. Uh, He throws it for a strike surprisingly often, and both of those play up because he has a kind of funky delivery, a low release point, and so all of it adds up to just be like it's good velocity for a lefty with a lot of movement on the, on the slider out of a slot and a release point you're not used to seeing, so the deception's there as well. Uh, the third pitch in this thing is a changeup, still getting better, Ideally, he should throw it about 15 to 20% of the time. Not quite there yet. I'd probably call it average uh, right now. Sits in the mid-80s. Definitely the thing that you're looking to improve. The issue you have on Kyle Harrison is he's got a little bit of funkiness in the delivery. Uh, It helps the deception, but it's also why you see the walks up around just, just under four walks per nine. It's a fine line to walk to, pun not intended, it's a fine line to improve the control and the command 
without losing some of that funk and deception. But Kyle Harrison is just about as close as I think you're going to get outside of maybe an Andrew Painter uh, as far as a number two pitcher in the minors can, you know, has a little bit of work to do, as we said, but absolutely could be a number one with enough work and refinement. The number two prospect for me, number one for a lot of people, shortstop Marshall Luciano, 6'1", 198, 2018 IFA. And like I said, he's been the number one prospect in the system since about 2020 or so. Part of it is he's missed a little bit of time, especially recently. And so might be recency bias on my part, but I think that's part of the reason why maybe there's a little prospect fatigue. I don't know. But got in 20, uh, got in 65 games between rookie ball and high A last year. He was rehabbing a back injury. 269, 350, 467. 11 home runs, 33 extra base hits, 26 walks to 58 strikeouts in 65 games. Uh, no stolen base attempts. So the thing about Marshall Luciano is... He is offensively, like, he's an offense first player. So I think both hitting and power, he's going to be a plus hitter. And I think defensively, you can mitigate some of the, some of the defensive questions you have with the next guy behind him, Casey Schmidt. I'll get to him in a minute. But for Marshall Luciano, again, plus hitter, plus power. When you see, like, his 90th percentile exit below, this is kind of the new trend, is rather than giving a max, it's a looking at the 90th percentile of all of his hits. What is that exit velocity to kind of try to take some of the some of the small sample size noise out? His 90th percentile exit velos around 106 miles an hour. So one of the best in the minor leagues. I do think he's a little. Uh, he, he I think he's a little aggressive, not quite selective enough. So he misses sometimes up in the zone. You can get him with pitches in on his hands. Part of that is just age. He is only 20 years old because of the hamstring issue. You know, he only got about 68 games last year uh, between low A and high A. And then this year, obviously, 65 total games between rookie ball and A ball with the back. Spoiler alert, he's going to be my stay healthy guy. Not because he's been injured a ton, but he's missed the last two seasons as far as having full seasons because of injury. And he needs to get on that development track since he was signed in 2018. I mean, you have a Rule 5 decision coming up on him. And obviously, you're going to protect him. But I just need Marshall Luciano to be healthy so he can continue moving through the system. Uh, Defensively, the speed is below average. Uh, 40 speed, not really a question about that. Uh, It's something where I think they like the work that they've done with him I think he can stick at shortstop now. And before last year, a lot of the conversation was he's going to have to move to third base. And again, Casey Schmidt behind him plays a very good third base. We'll get to that in just a minute. And so the hands are good. The arm is a plus arm. He will make all of the routine plays. His range isn't going to be exemplary, especially with the shift going away. But he can get the routine plays that you need done and having a defensively strong third baseman next to him is going to be the ideal scenario. So Marshall Luciano, number two prospect in the system to me, number one to a lot of people. Going ahead and talking about Casey Schmidt, 2020 second rounder out of San Diego State, 6'1", 216, got 126 games last year between high A, double A, triple A. 
293, 365, 489. 21 home runs, 48 extra base hits, 48 walks to 120 strikeouts. Three of five on stolen bases. Defensively first, I think he's the best infield defender in this system. And he plays third base. But he can do more than just third base. Uh, When there was a little bit of time when Luciano was out with that injury, he stepped in and played shortstop. I mean, he... And he looked just fine. I think that uh, he, he would get by, like, he was in high A, Eugene, so it's, it's high A, but he played shortstop and he was fine. I think at third base, the, the, the conversation is gold glove defense at, short, uh, at third base. That's how good he is. The arm is an absolute cannon, probably a 70 grade. And so, like, you combine his average speed, his fantastic arm, he gives you a lot of flexibility to play a shortstop with lesser defense like a Marshall Luciano or lesser range because he can do so much. Offensively, it's a kind of unusual setup in the box for Casey Schmidt, but it's very effective. Uh, the thing that the Giants have worked on with him where you can see the development for him, you can see biomechanically he's a little cleaner. He can kind of get his hips turned and through the swing to generate some more power. His bat path, he's in the zone longer, and he has more plate coverage than he used to have. 90th percentile exit below, around 101. Not anything mind-blowing, but perfectly fine, good enough. Anthony Volpe's is right around that same place. Ezekiel Tovar's right around that same place. So it's probably average power, but it's above average hit tool. And then again, you're looking at not only plus defense, but like gold glove defense. And I do think there is still a little bit of room for some more power to come in as he gets a little more experience with the upper level pitching. So I think Casey Schmidt could end up with above average power at third base to go along with fantastic defense. The fourth person, fourth prospect in this system, outfielder Grant. McCray, one of the kind of, I'm going to call him a breakout from last year, 6'2", 170. He was a 2019 third rounder out of high school in Florida. Uh, 289, 383, 514 over his 120 games between low A and high A. 23 home runs, 55 extra base hits, including nine triples, 67 walks to 170 strikeouts in 120 games. So you're taking the good and the bad here. 43 of 53 on stolen bases. Again, we've been talking about the development. The thing that you saw the Giants work with him on last year that really kind of helped him pop is mechanical adjustments to the swing. We've talked about this before, about the longer your swing is, the long, like the, the more time it takes to get the barrel of the bat into the zone and the more susceptible you are to velocity. He has a shorter load to get into the swing, and then the swing itself is shorter than it used to be. So better to help with velocity, keeping up with velocity, especially up in the zone. Obviously not quite there yet. He had 26% swing and miss. And so I think you take the mechanical adjustments, and now the adjustments are mental. You're working on swing decisions, and then you're trying to tweak the bat path to not be as uppercut as it is. I think you're going to end up with Average hit tool, probably above average power. Uh, His average exit velocity around 89 miles an hour. Uh, Very good, but obviously he just has to get the ball 
Uh, he has to make solid contact, get the ball in the air, get a little more plate coverage. Defensively, though, and this is another spoiler alert for the superlatives, I think he's the best outfield defender in this system. The speed, as you saw by the stolen base numbers, 70 grade speed. 43 of 53 on stolen bases. The arm is above average, and so he is at least a plus defender. Uh, when Baseball America did the survey of the California League managers, they voted him best defensive outfielder in the California League. So, very, very good outfield defender. Again, you've made mechanical tweaks to the swing. Now you have to do mental work on swing decisions, and you can unlock the next level of offense and make him into an everyday player who, again, can play plus defense and can be an above-average contributor offensively. In just a minute, let's get to the state of the pitching. Again, a system that's made a bunch of improvements on the guys in it. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Uh, we are very excited to have them as a new sports betting partner. Perfect timing right before we get to the Super Bowl party. It's the only app you need. Download the FanDuel app now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You can bet everything the money line, the point spreads, who will score a touchdown, it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And when you get done with the game, you can get paid your winnings instantly. If you're just here for baseball stuff, well, guess what? Third best odds in the National League West are the San Francisco Giants. Dodgers minus 140. They are the favorites. Padres plus 140. Giants plus 1,200. So you absolutely have odds there on the Giants. When you look at the National League, as far as going to the World Series, plus 2,500. There are only eight teams ahead of the Giants when looking at the full season odds. But what this means is that you stand to make a little bit more money than the average contenders fan would if they make the World Series. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And then while you're there, go ahead and place bets on the futures for the San Francisco Giants. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, so when we're looking at the pitching, another situation where a lot of these guys, you can see the improvement that the, that, uh, the coaching staff has gotten into these guys. Look at right-hand pitcher Mason Black, 2021 third rounder out of Lehigh University, 6'3", 230. Got in 24 games last year between low A and high A. All starts. 3-2-1 ERA and 112 innings pitched. 136 strikeouts, so 10.9 per nine to 36 walks. 2.9 per nine. Gave up 12 home runs. So, and you'll notice a trend here. He throws both a two-seamer and a four-seam fastball. I've noticed a lot of guys in this system throw a four-seamer and a two-seamer. Uh, I... I I would call the fastballs just collectively plus pitch. 93 to 96, good movement on both of them. The slider is now a plus pitch. He threw a slider that was more of a vertical breaker at Lehigh in college. Now he throws that horizontal sweepy slider. It's about 12 inches of vertical break to it, a little over that, but works fantastic. 39% swing and miss. Uh, spin rates around 2,600 or so. Very good slider. Uh, he has a changeup, sits in the high 80s. I'd call it below average now. 
It's a, it's the thing to work on this year. Uh, it is the next developmental thing that he's going to have to do. He only threw it about one every 10 pitches last year, which is not often enough when your velocity is either 93 to 96 on the fastball or mid to high 80s on the slider. You need more separation. Another, I'm sorry, mid 80s on the slider. You need something in that high 80s range to keep people off the fastball. I do think he could stand to slow it down a bit. But again, still something they're going to work on with him this year. In the meantime, the delivery is really smooth. The control's above average. And so I contemplated, based on what I've seen, making Mason Black my breakout prospect of this system, but I just haven't seen the changeup and if it looks better or not yet. Um, a guy that is going to need their help to fix kind of what he does because he's just a little bit rusty is Carson Wisenhunt. 2022 second rounder out of East Carolina, 6'3", 210, and missed the entire 2022 college season because he was suspended for a failed drug test. He said that it was a supplement he had taken over the winter. Uh, he bought it from a nationwide nutrition store. So not naming names, I can only really think of one nationwide nutrition store. But either way, he owned up to it, went to the Cape Cod League, and they got him in a little bit of instructs uh, and a couple appearances in, I want to say maybe rookie ball after they got him. But what he does, his big thing here is the changeup. So his start with the fastball, we always do. Average to above average. Sits low 90s, 91, can run up to 95 or so. Good downhill playing to it, but he sometimes doesn't have great control of it. So comes and goes here and there. The changeup, though, is the star. Sits in the low 80s. Really great fade to it. So a lefty with a really good fade on the changeup, it runs away from a right-handed hitter. Absolutely a weapon. The third pitch is a curveball. Kind of sits in the mid-70s, more of a vertical breaker. And it's something where, obviously, he's got the rust issues that he has to, to fix. But his whole development is going to be predicated on what that third pitch does, on what that curveball does. Can he make the movement sharper, and, and can he land it for strikes more reliably? And that's the kind of thing that I'm waiting to see. Uh, I'm really excited to see some film from spring training, uh, some, some backfield stuff to see what he looks like after this offseason with the team, working with the coaches on figuring out stuff. And then obviously he kind of has to get the rust out of the way. Uh, but Carson Wisenhunt, future looks prime and a system, probably the right system for him because they're so good at picking individual things to get improved and improving those things. Uh, third, another pitcher that's notable in here, right-hand pitcher Eric Silva, 2021 fourth rounder out of high school, 6'1", 185, got in 22 games last year in low A, spent the entire year there, as you would expect a 19-year-old pitcher to do. Uh, 588 ERA in 85 and two thirds innings, 99 strikeouts, so 10.4 per nine to 39 walks, 4.1 per nine, 11 home runs allowed. So the thing here for Eric Silva, a ton of good pitches, nothing's great, right? So the fastball, again, throws a four seamer and a two seamer. We pointed out that trend with Mason Black. Uh, sits 93, touches 96 or so. For a guy who's 6'1", 185, that's good velocity. Obviously, a little bit of work you can do, but still, good there. Uh, the slider, above average, 
83 to 86, so low to mid 80s. Again, that horizontal, uh, that horizontal picture to it, that sweeper. Uh, the curveball, by comparison to the slider, is like a hard vertical breaker. So you're throwing fastballs, four seamers and two seamers. You're throwing sliders, and everything is horizontal. And then here comes this high 70s curveball that just dives off the plate. It's a very good picture for a hitter as far as making them confused, not letting them be comfortable, changing the eye level, and kind of messing with them a bit. I really like it. I think the slider last year had about 40% swing and miss. I think the curveball can get there if he was willing to use it at the right time, so working on some of the sequencing a little bit. Uh, the changeup is probably average right now, since in the mid-80s. He has complete confidence in it. He will throw it at any count, uh, to any... Like, anytime to any part of the strike zone. So the pitch itself isn't necessarily that amazing. I think you could add a little bit more movement to the changeup and maybe back off the velocity a little bit, but the confidence behind it, the intent is there, and that's definitely something that's hard to teach some of these guys. Uh, The delivery, this is what I expect them to work on with him this year, is biomechanically the delivery has a lot of extra moving parts. And Kind of like with Kyle Harrison, yes, that creates a little bit of deception, but it also makes it harder to repeat your mechanics and hurt your command. So I th- again, I think there's a line you can walk for Eric Silva between fixing, like fixing the command by streamlining the mechanics without losing some of that deception. But either way, a lot of pitchers with a lot of tools that... I trust this giant system to work on developing these tools and and making these better pitchers because that's what we've seen is they are very good at being able to do this. In just a minute, I want to get to the superlatives. We've kind of spoiled a couple of them already, but it's going to be great right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. And we are back. So there's actually a couple different candidates in this system for the your power tool is only as good as your hit tool superlative. Uh, Grant McRae, in 120 games, struck out 170 times. I mean, he is a candidate. But for me, I think it has to be Marshall Luciano. Because when you look at him, a lot of the issues when it comes to his strikeouts feel like they are kind of self-imposed, right? He's a little too aggressive in his setup at the plate and in his swing decisions. And it's, it's because he, feel like he, could, he feels like he can hit anything. And respect to you, you have to have that kind of confidence to be a professional athlete. But because of it, he's susceptible to pitches in on his hands and up in the zone. And because of the injuries, again, he's the guy who also needs to stay healthy in this system. Because of the injuries, he hasn't really gotten to, made it to to double A yet. And so he hasn't always faced pitchers that are good enough with their sequencing and their location to take advantage of that. And so he hasn't really had a reason to change that approach yet. So I definitely look for, in 2023, the Giants, provided he's healthy, which I, from what I've been told he is, look for them to be a little more aggressive with promoting him because the goal is to get him to double A so that he can see, I've got to change my approach. I've got to be more selective because they know how to get me out. They know they can bust me inside, and then they can elevate a fastball, and I'm going to miss it. 
So the your power tool is only as good as your hit tool goes to Marshall Luciano solely for his approach. A thing that you've got to fix. Breakout prospect in this system. I've got, I'm going to try this here. Averson Artega. There's a lot of A's and E's next to each other in that name. Averson Artega, the shortstop. 2019 IFA, 6'1", uh, Really weird situation where signed in 2019, debut was pushed forward to 2020, and then obviously didn't have a 2020 season. So he didn't actually get on the field until 2021 for the Giants. Spent almost the entire time in rookie ball. Got to low A San Jose just in time for the playoffs, and then spent all of it, all of 2022 with Loe San Jose. But in those 122 games, 270, 345, 431, 14 home runs, 51 extra base hits, doubles machine, hit 35 doubles, doubles machine, 49 walks to 155 strikeouts. So there's another candidate for your power tools, only as good as your hit tool, 11 to 17 on stolen bases. The reason why I like him as the breakout this year goes back to that concept of this system, these coaches, this development is very good at improving on their players. And he kind of has a glaring thing on offense where when you like 23% swing and miss in the zone, it's, it's worse out of the zone, but 23% swing and miss in the zone and then chase down and away. It's, it's very much like a clear pitch recognition issue and it's one he commits to breaking pitches that are going to take them take take the ball out of the zone so he's already doomed to fail and then two he doesn't always recognize fastball from off speed in time to get the bat out on it and that's why the swing and miss in the zone is so high and it's an individual thing that you can I I, I very much can see them fixing this This is not me having advanced knowledge. This is just knowing this system and what they're good at doing. This is kind of a speculative. This feels like the kind of thing the Giants are going to be good at working on, at cutting down the swing and miss rate so that he can get that power into games. When he makes contact with the ball, it's solid contact. He barrels it. It's just, and and when you watch last year, it looks like he's kind of, He's selling out a little bit for power versus just letting the ball come into him and then just rocking a line drive into the alley. And as you get, as you physically develop, as you get a little bit older, those line drives typically start turning into home runs on their own. And so, yes, he hit 14 home runs, but he struck out 155 times in 122 games. And this very much feels like the type of thing that the Giants can fix. Defensively, he's the best shortstop prospect in the system. One of the best infield defenders behind Casey Schmidt. Again, I think third baseman Casey Schmidt is the best infield defender in this entire system, which is, as you can tell by the way I say that, not a common thing that happens. But the arm is a plus arm. Uh, the the reactions, his hands, all of that are really good. The thing, The only thing that kind of hurts him here I don't think his speed's really any better than about below average. And so you're going to have questions about range, about exactly how much ground he can cover. But again, when you have a guy like Casey Schmidt at third base, you can settle for a little bit less range from your shortstop. 
because Casey Schmidt can cover so much ground. So that helps you out there. The best outfielder, best outfield defender in this system, we've already talked about it, but Grant McRae, that speed is real. 70 speed and then above average arm. Uh, he absolutely can go out and can, can get balls that he has no business with getting. Uh, it, it's very, very hard to teach that speed. And so I love seeing what he can do. And I can imagine how he would work in that ballpark with the unique dimensions in the power alley, triples alley, kind of seeing what he can do there. Tomorrow's show, very excited about this Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, probably have an argument for having the best top four prospects in all of baseball. So we're going to get to that tomorrow. In the meantime, if you have questions for Monday's mailbag, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Show's on Twitter at Locked on Farm. You can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com or drop your questions in the new Locked on MLB Prospects Discord. Link is in the episode description. Link is in the show notes. Until tomorrow's show, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects.